Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Oshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. In keeping with the study of David's life, we are picking back up in 2 Samuel chapter 10. And the thought for today is the company you keep. Now, within this chapter, when you're reading verses 1 through 3, it covers what has transpired, which is that Nahash, the uh, king of the Ammonites, he died. And his son, Hanun, takes his place. Now, when this happened, David said, hey, look. This man's uh, father's died. He's been king for a long time. He was king while Saul was king of Israel. So he's like, been king for a long time. This man's coming to the leadership role. Just want to show him a little love. So I sent some people to show some kindness. But Nahash, or I should say Hanun, and the people around him were like, I don't know about these guys. It's like, they, they might, David is sending spies. He's not trying to be kind to you. He's sending spies to see what's going on in the land so he can come and attack. You have to be careful who you have around you. And you have to be careful of who you let speak into your life. It's very important that you pray and gets God's direction regarding things. Now, granted, the Ammonites served Molech and a number of other gods, so couldn't really seek the true and living God for direction. But again, it's still important to have the right people around you. Now, their thoughts were not unfounded. Again, like I said, Saul was king when Nahash was also king. Well, Saul helped to establish his kingdom by fighting Nahash and the Ammonites when they had taken or tried to seize a portion of the land that belonged to Israel so his advisors had reason to think the things that they were thinking but the people around you can get you messed up so you have to make sure you've got the right people around you the people that are going to give you the best advice the best direction regarding what to do so they said look they're probably spies so we're going to treat them like spies and they cut off their beards cut off half of their beards cut their garments so that their backsides were exposed I mean just really humiliated them and sent them back their beards being shaven was especially humiliating because the law said that they couldn't cut the corners of their beard so that's a walk around with half a beard until it grew back in and not only that David told him said look stay in Jericho until your beards grow back then come on back well Jericho had already been cursed so I don't know 
what they were able to really do a game there outside of waiting for their bills to grow back in. So just total humiliation. And this was seen as an act of war by David. And understandably so. I'm sending my people to you to show you kindness. Instead of just refusing my kindness, you humiliate them. And then by extension, you humiliate me. Oh, no, it's not going to go down like that. And when the Ammonites realize, okay, what we did wasn't good. And we are now on David's bad side. We're going to have to go to war. We need to get some people together to get this taken care of. They didn't have enough people to fight against Israel. So doing the things that they did really wasn't wise because they knew they didn't have enough people to fight Israel. They could have just said, hey, look, thank you. We appreciate it. You're good. Go on back. Um, You know, they didn't have to say that they knew they were spies. They didn't have to show them around. They could have just said, hey, we appreciate you coming. The king don't want any visitors. So go on back. You know, thanks for your well wishes and, you know, go on your way. No, had to take steps and measures to humiliate these people. Knowing that that was going to cause war. But you didn't have enough people to fight. Had money. They had 38 tons of silver that they paid to get mercenaries from the Armenians. Got 20,000 from them. From told 12,000 from them. And then 1,000 foot soldiers from Ma'aka. Now, First Chronicles 19 gives a bit more detail. Overall, it says 33,000 men were hired to fight but first chronicles tells us that it was 32,000 charioteers and then a thousand foot soldiers so they got a nice amount of people there to fight with them because they had the resources to do that but they would have had to do all that had they approached things in a more civil manner if they used some wisdom versus doing things the way they did so Go a little further, verses 7 and 8. David sent all the troops of Israel out. He was like, okay, you wanna you wanna do it like this? You wanna play like this? Okay, I'm sending everybody for you. When he found out that all the, the extra hands have been hired, he was like, I got you. So he sent his entire army to fight against the Ammonites. The Ammonites, they stationed themselves around the city and they put the hired hands out in the field so as the battle lines were drawn they were drawn both in front of and behind the israelites joab was like okay we got people to fight in front of us and people to fight behind us so he took the best of the soldiers and went after the charioteers and he sent Abishai and the others to attack the city. The strategy was for both of those generals, Abishai and Joab, who were brothers, who were David's nephews. The strategy was, we're going to go and fight. If for some reason, one of our fighting parties starts to lose, be on the lookout so that you can help out. You see that we're losing, come help us. We see that you're losing, we'll come help you. That was the strategy. It was not to be so 
engaged, or I should say so consumed in battle that they did not see and look out after their brother. Nor did they allow that battle to be so consuming that they didn't leave that to help someone else. Again, it's so important the company that you keep. You need good company. You need company that's going to watch out for you. You need company that's going to come and help you in your battle, even though they may be going through battles of their own. Someone who will be willing to put aside their things to come and see about you. That's the kind of company that you want to keep. Not the kind of company that uh, Hanoon had who encouraged him to do silly things and throw his brand new kingdom that he's reigning over into war. So you go a little further, verse 12, which I will read as well. Verse 12 says, be strong. And this is Joab speaking to Abishai. Be strong and let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. The Lord will do what is right in his sight. Why were Joab and Abishai and the people of Israel fighting? Who were they fighting for? What were they fighting for? They were fighting for their people. They were fighting for the cities of God. They were fighting to keep their way of life. If they had not gone out to fight, the Ammonites more than likely would have come and fought them, tried to take over the land that God had given to them, killed and enslaved their people and this is the reason why the Israelites were fighting regardless of the outcome they were trusting God they were in a place where action had to be taken what uh, Hanun did you had to do something you couldn't just sit back and not do anything so they had to do something but as they went forward to take action they made sure to put everything in the proper perspective and they said Lord you do what's good in your sight whatever that is if that means that we rout them thank you if that means that we lose our lives thank you if that means that we gain territory thank you if that means that we lose our cities we thank you whatever it is Lord that you want to do please Lord do what is good in your sight they knew that the lord would do that and likewise we need to approach life in that fashion lord do what's good in your sight as jesus prayed in the garden of gethsemane not my will but thy will be done he wanted the cup to pass and my pastor ryan neil touched on this not too long ago Thanking God for the unanswered prayer that Jesus had. Jesus was like, let the cup pass. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Had that cup passed, we would not be, or we would not have the ability to have a relationship with him the way that we do now. But nevertheless, just like Joab was praying, Lord, let your will be done. Whatever's good in your sight, 
let it be done. And we need to be praying that prayer as well. So the Lord did what was good in his sight. And he gave both sides victory. And instead of either Abishai's army or Joab's army going to help the other, when the Ammonites saw that the Arameans and the hired hands were running away, they started retreating too. So they didn't go uh, to help out or decide to fight anymore. They just said, well, okay, we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll live to fight another day. But it didn't stop there. When the Arameans got back home, they decided, okay, we got beat. We went out here to help the Ammonites out. We got beat. Now let's get all of our people together and go fight. It could have been over. David didn't say, all right, let's go fight them some more. None of that information was out there. The Arameans took it upon themselves to double down and go after Israel. Now they may have thought if we beat them, we can take their land. We can make them our subjects. It may have just been pride. I can't believe these Israelites beat us. No, that's not going to go down that way. We're going to, instead of just sending 20,000 of our charioteers, we're going to send our whole army and see how they are able to stand up against us. There's a reason that the Ammonites ask us to come fight us because of our military might. We're better, we're stronger, and with our full army, we can take them. Well... Joab prayed, Lord, the Lord will do what is good in his sight. Well, he was saying that as he was talking to his brother Abishai. And the Lord wasn't done doing what was good in his sight. So David and the men of Israel stopped fighting the Ammonites got the whole army together and turned their focus towards the Arameans. Even David came out. Before it was just Joab and Abishai. Now David has come out to battle. And what happened? They killed 700 of the charioteers. 40,000 foot soldiers, which is two times more than the charioteers that they sent in the first place. Plus these 700. Oh, and by the way, their general, their head leader, yeah, he died too. Did the Ammonites help them? The Bible doesn't mention them at all. It mentioned the Arameans coming out. It mentioned Tob coming out. It mentioned Maalek coming out. But it didn't say anything about the Ammonites assisting in this case. So the Arameans, in trying to help and in keeping company with the wrong people, regardless of whether they were paid or not, in joining forces with the Ammonites they paid a mighty mighty price not only did they lose all of these men and traumatize their nation by doing so they lost their general their head leader the one who helped them to have the military might that they had but they didn't just lose those things the kings that were subject to the Arameans were like, oh, well, if Israel, if you beat them and 
they've been giving us the blues and taking money from us we will make allegiance with you and we will give our money and our things we will pay tribute to you on a regular basis so even though they got 38 tons of silver they lost out on all this money on having these subjects of having access to the wealth of the lands of the kings that was subject to them and they couldn't do anything about it why because israel beat them soundly so some key points takeaways for this watch who you align yourself with andy stanley often says that one of the greatest indicators of your success is the people that you hang around they influence and can either be a lid or a launch pad regarding your life watch what you allow yourself to do for other people doesn't matter if they paid you to do it doesn't matter if, if all you know, this is my blood this is my you know these are my people it doesn't matter watch what you allow yourself to do for somebody else if they're wrong don't back them it doesn't matter who they are don't back them because by backing them you then put yourself in the same bucket as they are should you watch out for your brothers yes you should watch their backs pay attention to them if you see them struggling and you can find a way to help them help them but help to lead them the right way support their righteous efforts not their foolishness say pause and think about this I want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast make sure you tell a friend about it if you enjoyed or got something good out of this and feel free to reach out to me and share that as well you can leave a um, review and notes in your review you can reach out to me via social media I am the voice that's T-H-A V is in Victor O Y is in Yankee Z is in Zulu E on all social media platforms we'll go back into looking at David's life in our next episode and specifically his relationship with Bathsheba until then God bless and keep it together